Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Is that, yeah, there we go. Give Pastor Chris a hand. All right, now, how many of you here, how many of you want to hear get, want to get close and get a touch from God? Give me a wave, please. What about over you over there? Okay, here's what I want everyone to do. I believe in touch. Everyone say touch. You get close to an anointing, it falls on you. Give me a wave if you believe that. Okay, great. Here's what I want you all to do. I want those of you on the ends over there to move in this middle section. Could you do that for me? Okay, and then what I want you to do, could you guys just move a little bit forward, fill up the front row seats? Come on, everyone over here. Help the preacher out a little bit, okay? And uh, even the helpers, you can move a little bit closer. Would you do that? Could we all move in this middle area? That would be great. All right. Now, while you stand, yep, can you all move in the area? Squash up. This is church, okay? We can get friendly. Now, how many of you here would like to see your life? Who would like their world to go to another level? Give me a yes or a yes. Oh, come on, give me a better yes than that. Who'd like their world to go to another level? Give me a yes or a yes. All right, who would like to see their weight go to another level, preferably down? Well, what about your financial life? Give me a wave. I'm going to transform your life right now in 30 seconds. Here's what I want you to do. Look, you are, your life's about to change right now. Turn around, look at the person next to you, and say this after me. Say, will you marry me? <laughs> Take a seat, everybody. Take a seat. It's an old one, but a good one. I, uh, hey, uh, give Pastor Chris a great hand. Would you do that? What a great man of God he is. And uh, look, tonight I... Uh, in 2003, the Lord spoke to me. I uh, was a pastor at Hillsong Church and, 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 and moved on from that. And, and I was, uh, I've always taught about prosperity and abundance in church. But several years ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to take my message of financial freedom to the secular world. How do you know God's word will work even for a pagan? God will bless an unsaved man who will do what God says than a rebellious Christian that won't. Well, don't shut me down now. Look, come on, I need some help here, okay? I need some help. I was in a church in Joyzy. Anybody ever been to Joyzy? Yeah, Joyzy. And it was, it, it was 70% African-American and 20% Hispanic and 5% boring white folk, you know? And, and, and Look, if I don't offend you publicly, come and see me later. I'll do it personally, okay? And, uh, and then they started saying, I got a feeling everything going to be all right. Oh, 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 oh. Clap! <laughs> and and, and I, I thought, well, I, I'd never been in a church like this. It was so exciting. I mean, this church made the Blues Brothers, you know, it was like the Blues Brothers on steroids, you know. And, and, and as I'm speaking there, yeah, I thought the pastor was the head of the church, but there was this sister sitting about... You know, five rows from the front. And uh, every time I said something she liked, she'd go, mm-hmm, that's right, that's right, mm-hmm. Sweetest, honey, come on, pop the clutch, pop the clutch. I didn't know what pop the clutch meant, but, you know. And, and every time I said something she didn't like, she'd say, help him, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then there's this other guy sitting in the front. I figured that was her husband. They had a fight before church. You know, so they separated. And, uh, and uh, as, I, as I'm speaking, let me tell you, I spoke so good that night, I bought my own CDs and books. Look, if you don't clap, I'm going to force it out of you, okay? You're going to help me out here. And uh, as I'm standing up, this brother jumps up and he says, Well, 
How many of you know that will clean your nostrils out more than wasabi at a Japanese restaurant? He says, well, come on, white boy, tell it like it is. How many of you will help me preach and tell it like it is? Give me a wave. I want to speak to you tonight. God wants you to profit. Whether you're in business, whether you're not in business, listen, for some of you that are now retired or in a stage of retirement, let me tell you, your future days are better than your past days. Can I get an amen to that, please? Some of you have dug deep wells and the water's about to gush forth. But, but what we've got to understand is that many of us get stuck in a mindset. The biggest challenge I've discovered with, with, with believers when it comes to economic abundance is not God. God, I was on a television show, and this guy said to me, how is it that you being a Christian teach people that God wants them to be rich and wealthy and prosperous? Didn't Jesus say that it's, 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 harder for a, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven? I said, well, he said it might be harder, but he didn't say it wasn't possible. I mean, have you know some people are dumb and they still know how to breathe? I said, but now that you brought it up, let me tell you what the eye of the needle was. In Jerusalem, they transported material through with camels. I mean, do you think the Messiah, the greatest teacher of all time, is sitting there with a little needle that you get in a hotel room trying to push a camel through it? I said, the eye of the needle was a gate. It was a gate that was shut generally around Passover. And what happens was the camels were the transport system of the day. The camels that would load up, that had all this material and goods on them, they would unload them off the camel. And the only way the camel could get through that eye of a needle was on its knees. How do you get it? Give me a wave. You see, God does not... Do you realize, watch this. Do you know what? 365 times... God says, fear not. One for every day of the week. You know what? All of us face fear at some point. You don't think Jesus had a fear? Father, be thy will, remove this cup from me. See, here's the thing. We have deified Jesus so much, we forget that he was man as well. He was fully God and fully man. Come on, am I right? That means he knows everything you go through. That means he had a job. He was a carpenter. I mean, I, can, I, can I assure you, Jesus, as a master craftsman, did not create miracles and boom, there's a building. He was not Samantha from Bewitched. Gosh, the things you've got to do to get a clap around here, Pastor Steve. He created things. He worked. Matter of fact, he grew in wisdom and in favor with God and, ah, both. Some people got the favor of God, which is very important, but they got no clue how to get favor with man. I'm going to use Joseph tonight. I'm going to speak for about 45, 50 minutes. If you help me out, I might give you a little bit extra. At the end of the night tonight, I'm going to do something very spectacular because, well, I believe very powerful because I want to bless you. How many of you know this is an event, this is a service, but we've got to keep growing. Are you with me? Give me a wave, please. And contrary to popular belief, what you don't know will hurt you. What you don't know about what God says about money, what you don't know about what God says about marriage, about life. Are you with me? Yes, yes. By the way, I have to honor tonight the greatest thing since Jesus has ever happened to me. My beautiful wife, Christine, would you stand up, sweetheart, and give 
Give him a big wave. How many of you know the Lord did? Because Jesus said you must be born again, 1,300. Do you know how many times Jesus said you must be born again? Tell me, how many times? Once. Yet most evangelical Christians have got no problem with that one. Did you hear what I'm saying? They got no problem with the must be born again bit. But we still got problem. God had to tell us two, two, 365 times not to fear and over four times that much about money. Tonight we're going to talk about money matters or money matters. Give me a way if you understand that. I had a lady one day said to me, Preacher, every time I hear you, all you ever preach about is money. I said, no, sweetheart, that's all you ever hear. Because you only hear what's in your heart. Am I right? Give me a wave. And, 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 and we're not, no one's trying to get money from you or, or anything like that. I really want to help you understand about money. If I could have my, my, my scriptures up there, let's read them all together. Come on, big voice. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Watch this. I am. See, when we read I am, we don't get it. I am goes back to Genesis. First time he said that was to Abraham, and that covenant was about prosperity and abundance after he gave his tithe. So when you read I am, he didn't say I is. He said I am. He's reminding us of something that happens back in Genesis. I am the Lord your God who teaches you, watch this, to... Everybody say prophet. You would think that God is into loss. Here's what I've discovered about God. God has never lost a battle. Give me a way if you understand that. Now, there's a lot of battles he didn't show up for. Just, just in case, if you think God's going to fight every battle for you, <laughs> you want to get in an argument with your wife, God's going, I'm out of here. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Lord, fight my battles. Kill him. No. <laughs> You're too spiritual for that here in Daytona Beach. Next verse of Scripture, if we could put, read it up. Come on, let's, let's have a look at the next verse of Scripture. The plans of the diligent surely lead surely to what? Plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. You see, God is not into getting rich quick. They once said to me on TV, they said, Pat, how do you get rich quick? I said, slowly. I thought I'd get another clap. I'm liking this side better than you guys right here. Because creating wealth and abundance, creating a life of financial freedom, listen to me, brothers and sisters, requires, you see, God isn't going to give you a miracle every time you, you, need, you have a financial challenge. Are you with me? Yes, yes. I'm going to use Joseph as a bit of a backdrop. Many people are praying for more resources while God is saying, I want you to be more resourceful. Okay. Now, I'm going to upset a lot of you right now. I'm just giving you forewarning. Where do you find a budget in the Bible? I traveled the world with one of the leading economists. His name is Harry Dent. I call him Harry Dent. <laughs> He bases all these premises on what he does on lack. I hear him speak, I want to commit suicide. <laughs> My wife knows this guy. He's quite an intelligent man. 
But here's the thing. He keeps predicting financial disaster. Guess what? And you get it. Because the thing I feared the most, Job said, has come upon me. How many of you ever said that? Now, not you here, but I hear there's people around America that do this. I knew this was happening. I knew this marriage wouldn't work. I knew he'd leave me. I knew she'd do this. I knew. Well, if you knew. <laughs> See, the first thing we have to change. Are you ready? Give me a wave if you understand it. If, if, if you're ready. Number one, we have to stop. Now, Pastor, forgive me for what I'm about to write on the board. You've got to stop the BS. <laughs> I've got one sister at the back there that loves me. <laughs> Who said, come on, where are you? Where is that sister? Where, where is she? <laughs> Person running the sound desk. <laughs> Belief system. Come on, I know how to get out of it. <laughs> There's a story of the talents, and you've heard the story of the talents. God gave one five, one three, one one. Do you know how much a talent is? See, we think a talent is playing kazoo or the spoons. The talent was actually finances. He gave, and it was between in our money. Listen to this. I've done the math. I've done the numbers. Trust me, you can look it up in your. In your dictionaries, and I've, look, I studied the Greek, the Hebrew, the Italian, and the Chinese in this thing. I've looked at this economic stuff from every different angle because I want to make sure when I speak, it's right. Give me a wave. See, you can almost preach about anything and not get criticized, but you speak about money and financial freedom, you're going to get nailed, mainly from the church. Because the world, right, the world packed my seminars out. I just did a seminar in Cabo San Lucas. Brought 70 Australians to Cabo San Lucas, beautiful six-star resort. One of my keynote speakers was a gentleman by the name of Michael Francis. Michael Francis was the highest earner for the mafia since Al Capone. And he came to Christ. He's the only man to have left the mafia and lived. I just, re I just interviewed him on, 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 on stuff and... And he came to me for help. Because he's speaking, but he needs help to, to really create stuff. And, and uh, you know, he's a Christian guy, and we shared the gospel openly to 70 people there, and they were non-Christians, and they came to Christ. It's not all of them, but some of them. See, you start talking about money to people and show them that God can help them, I'm telling you something. You're feeding people's souls. Don't go, you know, we, we want to preach Jesus, but if I've got a hungry belly, give me a wave, you get it. And, and, and I find that the secular world has no problem with it. In the last few years, and my wife will tell you, we've raised over 1.4 million for Christian mission from unchurched people. They write checks. They give it to the work of the Lord. See, I hear a lot of preachers talk about, you know, we're going to the wealth of the heathen is laid up for the righteous. That means I'm going to steal from my boss. Not here. This is just. Come on. Well, what does that mean? Well, we're actually living it and showing people how to do it. And what's interesting, I, I can get an unchurched man to, to, to look at this and go, yes, I'm going to apply it. The tithing's not a problem. Giving's not a problem. Seeding's not an offer. Investing in their mind's not a problem. 
See, the Bible says, listen to me, sites, our belief systems. Listen to me, our belief system, number one. Uh, see, the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, not the removal. When, when, <laughs> thank you. We don't get saved and then have a lobotomy. We don't get saved and then stick our brains in a pickle jar. Please preserve until the rapture. Your belief system. You see, what do you believe about God? Now, let me get back to that story of the talents. The story of the talents, one talent is between 16 to 20 years of wages. So to one guy, he gave him five talents. How many give him? That's 100 years wages. If your employer gave you 100 years wages up front, would you go yippee-ki-yay? What's your name? Chris. You're sm- that's like him. <laughs> if your boss gave you three talents, 60 years, and says, go and do something with it, what would you do? I'm just going to lay hands on it. No. See, let me tell you something about God's going to shock everybody. People say, what is God primarily? He's a father. He's a spirit. No. Let me tell you. He's an investor. He planted a garden in Eden. Notice he planted it. Read it. Didn't create it. Didn't go. Boom. Invested. He invested Adam and Eve and said, be fruitful and multiply. He invested in you the spirit of sonship. Investing. He's a sower that keeps on harvesting. Give me why if you understand that. This is a tough one to gas around our heads, but... God has primarily invested. He invested in you everything you need, every gift of the Holy Spirit, all the power of the Holy Spirit you're ever going to need. I, I, I can't handle these, these preachers. Come on, let's, let's charge it up. Let's charge it. Everything you need is already in you. Just put a match to it. God is an investor. He invested his son into the ground. His children are consumers. Come on, are you with me? Give me a wave. Which means that generally, rather than investing, we eat everything we get. G- g- give me a wave, you get it. Now, let me come back to the... I'm not one of these point one, point two, point three preachers. Are you, who's still following me? Give me a wave. So he gives one guy five talent, one guy three, one guy one. He gives the guy, where's five? He goes, Lord, I, I took this and, and, and I multiply it. What did he say? What did he say to the guy? Well done. He didn't say, you greedy. I can't believe you did that. Don't you know there's so much lack in the world? Why didn't you give it to all the needy people on the street? Boy, your silence has gone loud. Your silence is very loud right now. What do you say to the third one that, that went and did the same thing? What do you say to him? Well done. Because God's an investor. Watch the belief system of the guy with the one talent. Now, he's still got 20 years of wages. Who's following me? Give me a wave. Come on, give me a wave if you're following me. He said, what'd you do with it? He said, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow. 
Brother, dude. Hey, you know, this guy's really dumb. Give me a wave. Reaping where you did not sow. He just gave you between 16 to 20 years of salary and wages. And you're calling him a tightwad. Who sees that? Give me a wave. Am I right? Is that what he said to him? What did, what did God say to him? He didn't say, you know what? You're right. You played it safe. So. I, just, I just know. I just know times are hard. I just know. And the fear got... Listen, God is not Dr. Phil. He's not even Oprah. How many of you still love me out there? Come on, give me away. Just want, how many of you want to change financial direction? Come on. He said, you wicked and lazy slave. Now he's become a slave. He said, the least you could have done is put it in the bank and gave me some interest. Because God primarily is an... Give me a hand clap, please, for that one. But if you don't change... See, if we don't change this belief system, everybody say belief system. You see, let, let, me, let, let, me, let me read some stuff out that I wrote today. When it comes to God, I say, where is this God that's broke? He is the owner of cattle. He's a shepherd with a whole field. He's a, he's a trader. He's an investor. He's a Samaritan with money. He's a king. He's a sower. He's a gardener. He teaches the law of investment over time equals return. He is a merchant. He shares businesses because he's a carpenter. Watch this. He forgives massive debt. He's a provider. Watch this. He's a provider. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He he is resourceful. He's a carpenter. He's a redeemer that buys back. He's a military commander that can command thousands of people. He's also the sower that sows. He is the wisdom that brings wealth. And he is the treasure in which all of wisdom and wealth and knowledge is hidden. Where did you find God ever broke in the Bible? Religion's done that. And we can be charismatic and, and, and religious. We can shout and praise and all that. But sometimes we've second thing is we've got to deal with our viruses. Give me a wave if you get that. Come on. In my country, Australia, we want everybody to rise to the middle. And if you get prosperous, isn't it amazing when you start getting blessed, your blessing becomes someone else's problem. Oh. Got yourself a new dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, what, and what do we do? We feel shame. So, oh, yes, I got it on sale. Come on, viruses. Some of you girls go down the mall. You see that four-letter word which the Holy Spirit drops into your heart, sale. 50% off. You figured I'd buy two? I'm doubling my money. 25% off, you think, man, I'm 400% in this thing. What do you do? You buy that stuff, and Bubba's coming home. So you stick that, or whatever, call him George. I don't know, George, Bubba, whatever. Call him whatever you want. Your husband's coming home. So what do you do? You stick that handbag in the cupboard, your shoes in the cupboard, and you're praying that you stack stuff on top of it. This is buried treasure. <laughs> Two months later, you bring it out. He says, is that new? You go, I've had it for a long time. <laughs> Come on, is that how you want to live your life? My wife, she goes out the store. I don't go, how much did you spend? What, 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 what? 
well, that's because that's you and you're prosperous. I was doing that before I was prosperous and wealthy. You hold money like this. Well, this is how we do money these days, most of us. You hold it like this. Some people hold their dollar notes so tight, George Washington is choking. But you hold money like this. Pretty hard to get in, isn't it? But you hold money like that. See, the very thing you're trying to protect. See, my wife gives me money in church. Don't you love this? I just increased. But our viruses. Where do we learn to feel bad about abundance? Well, you know, there's a lot of needy people. Jesus said the poor, you're always going to have them with you. And by the way, and, and I, 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 Pastor, because I'm trying to say so much. I've got, to, I've got to do a weekend seminar here and really get all this out of my system. I'm running through some gems here, but, but um, that, that was a hint. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> he ain't biting. But, um, but uh, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Come on, what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. Help me, help me, help me. Um, yeah, we're ashamed of abundance. Where do we learn that? Who, who spoke junk and lies into your head? Watch this. There are, here's the thing that's going to get the viruses out of our head. Come on, I know we're all saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, but how many of you still carry junk up here? Don't lie to me, I'll come find you. Come on, am I right? Christians are the most over-therapized people I've ever met. <laughs> Don't shout me down because I'm speaking the truth. We are the most over-therapized people. And most of it is trying to deal with your past. Can I tell you something? Why are you going to, tell, to, to someone constantly to remind you about what happened to me? Believe you me. Hello, if you live in this mind, you need some. Well, most of my problems is trying to cope with what's happening in the future. I dealt with what happened in my past, raised by two alcoholic parents a long time ago. I dealt with my sin at the cross. I dealt with my divorce at the cross. I dealt with all those failures over the cross. You see, my mistakes are an event. They're not a permanent condition. And when the devil reminds you of your past, you just remind him of his future. It's very warm down there. Can I get a clap on that, please? When you relive everything, when you, when you relive, listen, 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 this is a word for somebody. Your future has no past in it. For many years, I ran teen, I, I was the, 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 the director of Teen Challenge, Drug Rehabilitation Center in Australia. I graduated over 400 young men from heroin addictions, cocaine addictions, ice addictions, uh, marijuana addictions with an 86% success rate. And I never took one cent of money from the government. I raised it all myself. And I would say to the boys, I never want to hear you say, I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm a recovering gambler. I'm a recovering junkie. And they'd say, why? I'd say, because I've never seen a butterfly say I'm a recovering caterpillar. <laughs> and such were some of you. Come on. Not, you don't live in the such. You live in the were. And, and, and we have to deal with these viruses. I mean, I, I'm on a tour. Is, is this okay? Are you still with me? Give me away. I'm in the tour here in the United States of America and I got upgraded to first class because I need the leg room. Man, you guys are slow, but you're worth waiting on. 
I'm with one of my business partners. I've got these two guys sitting in front of me. They've got those, one of those tank tops. You know, they've got, they got chiseled chin. They've got the abs. They've got the shoulders, you know, and all that. Stop dribbling, sister. I can see that. Shame on you. And, and, and this guy turns around. He hears me speaking. He says, you're from Australia. I said, yes, I am. He said, what are you here for? I said, I'm here on a prosperity abundance tour. He said, he said, what do you speak on? I speak about prosperity. I speak about abundance. I've got a goal to raise 10,000 millionaires in my lifetime, and I'm looking for a few on this plane. And he says to me, money's not that important to me. I said, well, that would explain its absence from your life then, wouldn't it? John, is this your beautiful wife here? What's your name, darling? Brittany, your husband gave me the greatest, quickest massage in the history of the world. I'm going to take him to Australia. And you. Yeah. So, Brittany... He's got his arm around you right now. But if he came home and said to you, Brittany, you're not that important to me. I just looked at her face. As sweet and as like an angel, she sings like an angel, sweet, soft, and everything. How many of you know all of a sudden something would shift in this woman? Look at that, look at that look. Mm Mm-hmm. Would he be in the doghouse? Mm-hmm. You're going to break out into, uh, John, I'm going to touch you now, okay? If he said that to you, you're going to break out into, Oh, my love, my darling. Or are you going to give him a kick in the blessed assurance? Why? Because she's not that important to him. You think money's any different? What about your wealth, your health? My marriage is so important to me. Mm -hmm. How much time are you investing in figuring out what your husband or your wife really needs? You've been married for 10 years and you don't know what she likes to drink, where she likes to eat, what color is her favorite. You don't know her dress size. You don't know her shoe size. Well, I'm a guy. Learn. Because what you don't notice, sir, another guy will. I don't care how anointed you are. Girls, same with you. So you see how quiet it goes when you t- when you relate to the women. See, money is a response. Third, see, we've got to deal with these viruses, and viruses don't get. We don't get rid. We, we, I want to be your antivirus. And, and 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 brothers, listen, it's a process. Joseph, the great dreamer. Joseph had a dream. Can I tell you, it wasn't Joseph's dream that got him to be second in command of an entire economic nation and turn around the famine that was global. It wasn't the dream. It was the plan he had for Pharaoh. you got two men, two epochs of time. One is 17 years of age. He has a dream, tells it to his brothers, watch the viruses. Who do you think you are? So Joseph's a problem. So they decide to kill him because they see him as a problem. Then they think, forget, don't kill him, let's sell him. We can make some money out of this guy. Midianites see him and they go, whoa, this guy's an answer. We can cash in on this kid. So they sell him to Pharaoh. Pharaoh sees him as a man that can bring answers to his problem. Pharaoh's wealthy. 
Pharaoh has got abundance. He puts everything. See, one person sees him as a problem. The other person sees him as an answer. Some people have looked at your life and said, you're a problem. Others are going to come looking at you and say, you're the answer. And when you start becoming an answer, people are going to start throwing money at you. Come on, am I right? You pay the garbage collector because he's, he, he, why? he provides an answer. You pay the attorney because he provides an answer. You be an answer. You, the story after story of people whose lives have been transformed because they see me as an answer. They don't see me as a problem. And, and, and listen, at the right point in your life, listen to me, every one of you, someone's going to come into your life when they didn't see the divorce, they didn't see the depression, they didn't see the kids on drugs. You know what they see? They see someone that's got an answer for their problem. Come on, are you with me? So Joseph goes in a part of his house. Everything is blessed because of him. Until, jo- until Potiphar's wife falls in love with him. Now he's a problem. So he goes to prison. What happens in prison? Everything under him flourishes. And what am I right? He interprets a dream. He says, now don't forget me. Guess what they do? Guess what they do? Come on, tell me. They're males. They forget everything. Then the guy, the Pharaoh, says, Man, I've been having this recurring dream here. And one guy goes, You know, we've got this Jewish kid in prison. He had this gift. See, if you interpret another person's dream and help them accomplish it, your financial world changes. Give me a way if you understand that. Whether it's in the bars, whether it's in church, come on. You follow this guy's dream, you'll be blessed. You come under the anointing, it's on him. Come on, you with me? Well, if I was the pastor of the church, that's why you're not the pastor of the church. When I come here, I have no authority except what he gives me. I get it. So he says, Pharaoh, you've had this dream. Seven healthy cows and seven skinny cows. And the seven skinny cows ate up the fat cows. First thing I want to ask is, cows are vegetarian. You talk about a freaky dream. You got a big problem you can't answer? Someone's got a problem they can't figure out? Find a Joseph. And Joseph says, the seven fat cows are seven years of abundance such as the world's never seen. The seven ugly cows is the worst famine we have ever seen. And Joseph says, put away 20% for seven years. God's an investor. Give me a way if you understand this. And, and Pharaoh says these words. Listen to me. And the plan seemed good to Pharaoh. Now watch. Come on, let me take you back. Let's do some back to the future. When he's 17 years of age, his father makes him a coat. Who remembers that? Give me a right hand wave. Give me a wave. When he goes to be sold to the Midianites, they strip him of his coat. 
when he goes to Pharaoh, he's butt naked. Now he's clothed again. When he goes to prison, he's got prison clothes. When he goes to see Pharaoh, watch, I love this. He shaves himself because to the Pharaohs and the Egyptians, having a beard meant you are unclean. There's something wrong with you. See, you want to reach the marketplace? Start preparing yourself to speak the language of the market without compromising. Some of you need to start shaving. Watch this. The coat wasn't a coat of many colors. In the original Hebrew, if you look it up, it is a coat of favor. At the beginning of his life, he has a coat. In Potiphar, he gets a coat. In prison, they might be prison clothes, but he's still got them on. And then he gets to Pharaoh and he gets the coat. He says, get that man a robe. Get that man a ring, which was the American Black, Black American Express of the day. Get this guy a chariot, ride behind me. And he'd been in jail for 13 years. Get him a woman. Oh, come on. You're okay. The guy got the bling, the ring, the chariot, and the woman in one day. Do you know why? Because they can move you into a prison. They can lie about you in public. But I'll tell you something they're never going to be able to take from you. They can't take away from you the robe. Oh, I thought that was great. The robe of favour. Now, here is the problem. Mm. To every up, there's a down. We all have favor. We all got blessing. We all got the touch of God. We've all got access to financial abundance and prosperity. So why is it that some people do and some don't? Because your belief system. Joseph says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. God sent me here to be a father to Pharaoh. His belief system, when his brothers came, you have no idea how much trauma you guys caused me. They played a little game with them. Come on, give me a wave, you get it. If we begin to shape our belief system, Joseph had a plan. Joseph had to get over his past. Joseph had to have a dream. Joseph had to learn how to submit to authority. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it's that spirit that changes your financial future. Get a dream for your life. Get a dream for your money. Get a dream for the church. Get a dream for your children. And then put a plan. Oh, good Lord. I'm preaching better than you're staring. Here is a thing that creates viruses. Come on, let me get back to it. And here is a thing that changes viruses. The viruses in your head and in your soul were created by a voice. Am I right? Why did your life change? You heard the gospel. Faith comes by, oh, a voice. Do you know the problem is we hear, but we don't listen. Fellas, listen to me. Every man in this room has heard these words. You're not listening to me. Just, come on, every male in this room has heard that. Don't be scared of it because I'm here to protect you. <laughs> Just raise your hand if you have ever 
someone, your mother, just raise your hand if you've ever heard that. The rest of you are cowards and you'll burn in the lake of fire. Now, why is it that women can get together? And they're listening. Come on, am I right? See, you can love a woman, gift her, whatever. If you don't listen, how did a lot of affairs start? He listens to me. I'm going to say something very controversial if I haven't already. God has a lot of female in him. He listens. And he speaks. But he doesn't just want you to hear. He wants you to listen. 2,365 times. 365 times. Give me a wave if you're picking up what I'm putting down here. And so if we want to change our, our, our world, the same thing that created those viruses, which were voices, it's the very same thing that's going to change it. We need to get another voice. I thought I'd get a clap on that one. Come on, am I right? I've heard all this. Yeah, I know you've heard it before, but now you need to listen because transformation of the mind and the heart. Now, by the way, the word mind and heart is the same word in the Greek. It's the word cardia. The next thing is we've got to commit to a process. Everybody say, commit to a process. Joseph puts them through a process, 20%. And he turns, watch this. Uh, what was your name? Evan. He turns a famine around to become a distribution center globally. And the plan they put in place went for something like 40 years. Do you know why the people of Israel could plunder the Egyptians? Because they invested in them first. Because God's an investor. And he wants his children to be. Oh, I thought you'd get a clap. I tell Christians, buy land. Good Lord, I ain't making any more. Invest, learn. Brother T.D. Jakes once said to me, he said, Pat, I love what, what, what you talk about. He said, he said, we teach prosperity, but we don't teach economic empowerment. Some things won't happen just by praying. I'm sorry. Come on, most miracles that we ask of, except for the, there are a few things that a lot of them, come on, come on, work with me, guys. It's just bad choices. And here's the great thing about God. He always just comes in. He's faithful. Do you know why? Because God's an investor. I had a guy one day in church come up to me and says, Pat Mercedes, I loved everything you said until you start your promotion about your material. He says, I have a problem with buying and selling. I said, brother, have you heard of the word redemption? Do you realize a lot, of the a lot of the terms in the Bible that we use every day are actually economic terms? The talent was an economic term. Forgiveness means cancel debt. Come on, am I right? 
As a matter of fact, most of the forgiveness stuff that you read, the parables, related to money. Come on, the guy owes the millions of dollars and the other guy owed him a buck, he threw him in prison. I said, do you know what the word redemption means? It means to buy back. God is the ultimate salesman and is the ultimate redeemer. I said, he bought, he's so into buying and selling, he bought your soul from Satan and realized that some people would never cash in the chips. If I can use that term loosely. He knew some are going to do it, some not, but I'll, I'll, buy it. I'll buy them all anyway. Come on, did, did, didn't God do that? He bought every soul. And knowing that some wouldn't buy in, wouldn't get their cash back. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, that if we begin to see, if we change our viruses, work on our beliefs, begin to be investors, and then have a dream. Everybody say, have a dream. The next thing is work on your attitude. Come on, all of us need a bit of an attitude adjustment. Am I right? I can't afford that. Well, let's figure out how we can. Come on, are you with me? Go to a restaurant. Order something more than the chicken. I love Chick-fil-A. I haven't been there yet, but I'm going to get there. But, but, but just come up. If we come up a level. You see, we, I really believe that sometimes we fail to realize. We fail to realize that information without action leads to ignorance. How many of you in this room have met fools? They will always tell you how to do things. Give me a wave. I've toured with some great guys. I toured a little while ago with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've done four tours with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What annoys me, he's never asked me to do Twins the sequel. Just annoys me. I don't know why. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just a few, about a year ago, I toured with uh, George St. Pierre, the greatest UFC fighter of all time. A little while before that, I toured with Donald Trump. Well, when I said that, it went quiet. He wasn't present at the time. They paid him $1.5 million per talk, and he gave the money to charity, but the media won't tell you that. We're in the back room, and uh, my phone answered. And I picked up my phone, and Donald says, you don't make enough money, you answer your phone. I said, and you got a bad hairdresser. <laughs> he says, I like you. I, I won't tell you what he said. I'll, I'll just sanctify it a bit. He goes, I like this guy. I like this guy. You're a funny guy. I thought, man, I, I cleared that one. <laughs> I'm in blessed. Toured with Brian Tracy, late great Zig Ziglar, Jim Rowan. Toured with Richard Branson. Some of you may or may have heard of Jim Branson. I'm a dumb kid from the street. I got 0.7% out of 100 in a math exam because I got my name right. <laughs> then because I was one of the top rugby, well, football players in my school, my teacher was the head of the sports and math department, Catholic boys' school. He sat me down, Pastor, and he gave me the answers to the math exam. He said, you've got to sit it again because if you don't pass, you can't play. He gave me the answers. He said, and if you tell anyone I gave you the answers, I'm going to call you a liar. They're not going to believe you. They're going to believe me because I'm a Catholic priest. <laughs> Don't you love these Catholic schools, man? They're awesome, aren't they? With the answers, I got 27% out of 100. I got so excited. I'm a bit ADD. I answered the first question with the second answer. 
I had, I had answers left over at the end of my time. I, I looked like something out of what's an Ikea store, you know what I mean? I had parts left over. But I never let math get in the way of my wealth. Let me tell you something about wealth. It's not about numbers. See, wealth is an inside job. Wherever Joseph's going, he's blessed. He's pri- You Listen, I know in my life, I, and believe me, I've been through some hell and high water. But I know you can change my programs, you can change country, you can change, but you're never going to take away from me the coat and the robe that God gave me. You've got a robe. Now you've got to start living what your robe is saying. God doesn't have a problem with money. You have a problem with money. Come on, are you with me? And, and, see, and the other side of it is many times we just think that the only way to get blessed by God is just to give money away. Well, that's one. Well, what about leveraging money, multiplying money, increasing money? How about creating inventions? It's the Lord that gives you ideas, witty inventions. I get 20, 30 ideas sometimes a day. 20, 30, do they all work? No, I just need one that does. Give me away if you get it. And you've got to keep digging that well. But you've got to keep feeding this mind and getting this mind active. Ladies and gentlemen, your mind is a muscle. If you stretch it, it will grow. If you feed it, see, we need vitamins of the mind, vitamins of the soul. Your life, your soul, your financial life cannot live on a steady diet of junk food. Come on, give me one if you get it. And if we learn and we, and we understand that, 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 that God in the Scriptures, let me, let me I've got to find all this stuff here. God in the Scriptures, can I have five more minutes? Give me a wave. I'll be done by 8.30. Give me a wave if I can have five more minutes. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. When it comes to money, God gives instruction on where to allocate it. When it comes to money, God gives insight with wisdom. For example, he strategically tells you how to borrow. God's not against borrowing. He said to the woman, go and borrow vessels and not just a few. The only reason why they ran out is because she ran out of pots. She limited God. She didn't get enough. She didn't learn how to leverage her borrowings. God teaches you how to get assets. Look at me. Get off your lazy assets. Start working them. What assets? Use your home, use your house, use your, you, come on, use, your, you, use your mind, use your body, use your ideas, use your, some of you could be speakers and authors and writers and, and all kinds of stuff. Who, me? Yes, you. Why not? I'm not a preacher. Who told you you've got to be a preacher to write a book? Who told you that? A lot of the guys who wrote the Bible weren't preachers. Come on, you, you can write books. You can sing songs. You can write songs. My secretary came to me as a broken teenager. Matter of fact, got married to leave the house she was in. She would lick stamps, and we didn't have stamps, and we'd get 500 young people saved, and she'd just write every name by the envelope. She'd lick every stamp. She'd write most letters to, to the unsaved, to the people who got saved by hand or with an old clunker typewriter. 
And she'd be out there working, and can I get you a cup of tea? And I have a coffee, and yeah, yeah. And one day she wrote a song. It goes something like this. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Darlene Check was my secretary at 17 years of age. One song changed her life. Christine Kane. Oh, I love Christine. Christine used to annoy the daylights out of me. Then a little Greek attitude. I'm having lunch with her husband on Friday. Christine Kane was a Bible college student of mine. I handed her my ministry, Youth Alive. You never hear about it, but I did. I handed it to her just when Joyce Meyer started coming to Australia. Joyce heard Christine. And you watch her on TV every week. Hillsong Music Label started in my lounge room. It was originally called Power Ministries International. And people would laugh and say, Power Ministries International. <laughs> Little podung church, 300 people. Never despise the day of small beginnings. You know what? You don't know. One day, Joseph's life's turned around. One song. One meeting with Joyce. Just one. You only, oh, come on. You only need one. Give me a wave. You understand it. But you've got to feed your mind. And I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done. Did you learn something? Oh, let me finish. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, let me get my glasses. God gives instruction. God gives insight. God gives direction. God gives investment strategies. God gives promises. God gives warnings. God gives examples about money. God tells you how to give. Watch this and watch this. Not every giving gets a return. You, 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 give, you, you give to the poor. You lend to the Lord. He pays you back. doesn't say he gives you a hundredfold. When you hear the word preach, you sow to that word. You get a reward from that word you hear. You look after your pastor, the minister is worth double honor, not two wages for the price of one. We get the pastor and his wife and we pay one. Woo! Oh, come on. The Bible teaches us all these things. It teaches stewardship laws. The greatest law, I, I teach it the greatest law of investment. Now, why does God want you to prosper? And with this, I'm done. But do you want to hear that or not? You've got to give me a clap on that one, otherwise it's not. Why does God want to give me financial increase? Number one, because the blessing of the Lord adds no sorrow. He wants for you to live in joy. It's the blessing of the Lord. The word is Osha, Proverbs 10 verse 2, which can only be translated financial blessing. God wants you to prosper because it's his inheritance. He wants you to have an inheritance for your children and your children's children to three or four generations. Come on, give me a clap if you believe that. Also, because so the nations of the earth can be blessed. That's what he said to Abraham. Because God delights in the prosperity of his children, Psalm 35, 27. Watch this. Why does God want you to prosper? Because it shows his power manifests through you, Deuteronomy 8, behold them, the Lord your God that gives you the power, oh come on, to get wealth. Why does God want you to prosper and increase? He wants you to prosper and increase, watch this, because God, watch this, expects a return on his investment through the talent he gave you. 
God wants you to be prosperous because he wants provision for his house. God wants you to be prosperous so there's provision for the needy, the widow and the orphan. God wants you to prosper because he wants you to follow in the footsteps of Job, Abraham, David, Solomon and Jesus and Isaac. Jesus had no lack. I thought I'd get a clap on that one, but anyway. And God wants you to prosper financially because it's about him. This deal is not about you. One of the greatest Christian books ever written is written called The Purpose Driven Life. And it starts off with this. It's not about you. Now look, I, I've tried to preach as best as I can in an hour. What would take me three or four days in a seminar? Do we do okay? I, um, I want to do something special. Look, I, I normally speak in a secular environment. But I teach godly principles and, um, and what I have done, and this is the truth, my wife will tell you, I only have 12 of these left on the planet. They do not exist anymore. This is, can I get the slide up there? This is my God, Money and You curriculum. There's about eight DVDs and there are about eight teachers so you can watch it or you can listen to it. Now, I used to carry these around in big clunky things, but you've all, you've all got devices. That means you can copy it now. Copyright means you have a right to copy. <laughs> give me a wave, you get it. How many of you here want to learn how to cancel debt? Just give me a wave. Give me a wave if you'd like to learn how to cancel debt. I've got a whole teacher on how to cancel debt. How many of you here would like to learn how to activate Jehovah Jireh rather than just having it a song, as a song? Give me a wave. Do you know there's, there's, a, there's a principle behind that? How many of you in this room want to learn how to invest according to Proverbs? Give me a wave if that would interest you. How many of you here would like to turn your talents into income? And, watch this, and build income to three and four generations down. How many of you in this room not only want to counsel debt, you not only want to follow, understand, um, you want to understand investment strategies, but how many of you here would like to learn the power of the holy tithe and how to activate it? Many Christians tithe, but they don't activate the holy power of the tithe behind it. Give me a wave if you understand that. How many of you here not only want to live debt free, but you want to live a legacy for your children, your children, and your children's children financially? Give me a wave. This... Uh, Curriculum. It's a curriculum. There's 10 CDs, 10 DVDs. It's all connected. In my corporate events, my wife will tell you, she runs all my events, does all our sales, and basically look, helps me to do what I do. I couldn't do what I, without it. When I do my corporate events, this sells for $997. And, 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 and the unchurched, and I'm uncompromising. I go through the scriptures. Everything's backed by scripture. Oh, good Lord. How many of you here would like one of these but not for $997? Just give me a show of hands. I've got about 13 of them, 12 of them left. And if you think that's a sales pitch, it isn't. That's a fact. Am I right? We cleaned out our garage. Yeah. We've got them on these, flat, what do they call these? Flash drives. Yeah. We've got on one of these things. Stick it in your car. Come on. Get, change the voices in your head. I can't change your life until I change what voice matters to you. I guarantee you, that if you listen to this and you apply it, when I come back around, I'm going to get testimony after testimony after testimony of the financial freedom that you're going to get in your life for you, your children, children's children. 
Want to activate blessing in your business? If you don't have one, we're going to teach you how to start one. God's way. Now, these here are normally $997. I figured tonight, I've only got 12 or 13 of them. What we'll do, you can have them for $100 a piece. That's about 10 bucks or less than, but I guarantee you, you want to activate 100-fold return? This is it. I've only got about 12 or 13 back there. Once they're gone, they're gone. You can pay by cash, credit card, check. Matter of fact, feel free to borrow someone's credit card. <laughs> Are you with me? And uh, if you want to get one and share it among the family, I don't care what you do with it. My thing is to get the message out. So they're available out there. As soon as they're gone, they're gone. Listen, I'm telling you, did you enjoy tonight? Don't, don't humor me. Did you enjoy Did you? Yeah. Get this inside of you. I'm telling you, if it can change the life of a whole bunch of people that don't even know the Lord, imagine what we can do with the power of the Spirit and you that know the Word. If you're a business person, get a hold of us. You're not a business person, get a hold of it. This will change your life. They're available out there. They said to me, Pat, uh, what's the price point? I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get up there. Because I didn't come in with a price point. I figured, you know what? If I, if I sew in tenfold, it'll come back tenfold. Amen. So they're available out there. See the team back there. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, actually, let me pray for you first. I want everyone to stand up. How many of you want God to give you strategies and ideas and, and, and concepts to help you financially increase? Just raise both hands in the air right now. Raise both hands in the air. Father, you see every hand raised. Lord, we stand here. Father, help us to change robes. Father, help us to change that belief system. Help us to be empowered with a coat of favor upon our lives. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would deposit into them, Father, that coat of favor, what you deposited into me. Father, give them the ability to bounce back. Give them the ability to cancel debt. Give them the ability to think, Father, to think beyond the limitations of this yes. world and the viruses. Give them, Father, drop inside their spirit, Father, ideas and concepts and ministries and, and things that would transform the lives of generations, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, God bless you, church. We'll see amen. you out there at the book table. Come on, man, clap. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Come on, put your hands together louder than that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.